Hello, everybody. This is American Dream Sports, and I am your host, Jonathan Arndt. And today, for this first part, I will be joined just by my brother, William. Uh, my other friends are not able to be here at the moment, but once I get this first part out of the way, we should be okay, and this should be good to get here. Uh, today, we'll be talking about more of the NBA playoffs, uh, some recent Game 5 endings, of course, some of the games were unfortunately postponed today because um, the Milwaukee Bucks started by deciding that it was best for them and best for the current situation that we have in our country to uh, not show up, or, um, to stay in the locker room, to protest the murder of, well, the situation involving the police with Jacob Blake, of course, uh, Sterling Brown had an unfortunate and unnecessary uh, violent occurrence with the police. Um, and John Henson reported his incident that he had. And so the Bucks felt that since Kenosha is ne very near to Milwaukee and personal players had, you know, uh, personal players had their own experiences, unfortunate experiences with the police, that they felt that the best thing they could do right now would be to not play. Uh, we respect their decision. I mean, they are. you see that there are strikes that go on all the time in other workplaces and in businesses. And, you know, it's not as may not be as grand scale, but there are people that are against it. And there are people that are for it. And uh, the athletes are deciding to use their voice and to use their ability uh, and their platform to do what they feel is necessary for themselves and for the safety of others, the other teams, uh, Oklahoma City, Houston, Portland, and Los Angeles have all decided to follow suit with that. The Orlando Magic did not accept the Bucks' forfeit, so they will not take Game 5. The games will be postponed and replayed in a new time. Um, that is all I have to say about this current situation. I'm not going to get too much into the politics of it all. This is a sports podcast. Um, I'm not going to let my personal beliefs or opinions or anything else get in the way of what we are here to do. So I will get my other friends in here and we will get rolling with the action, the scores, and the games of the game fives that did indeed happen. Three and two and one. Hello, this is American Dream Sports and I'm your host, Jonathan Art. And today we're back for another episode. I'm with the boys, Zach. Will, Austin, and Grant, and we're going to be talking about Game 5, all the Game 5s that happened in the NBA playoffs, and Game 1 of Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston and Toronto, as well as different maybe projections and maybe conference finals and final stuff. So we hope you enjoy, and let's get into it, boys. Uh, what, game you, what game you guys want to start with? Um, what was the first one on yesterday? The first game five would be Denver and Utah. Well, yeah. They forced a game seven, so. They did. Yeah, they have two games to talk about for the Nuggets and the Jazz. So you got last game, you had Donovan Mitchell with 30 points. Mike Conley had 17. Jordan Clarkson had 17, and it didn't matter because the Nuggets took it home 117-107 to make it then a six or push it to a game six. Uh, you had Nikola Jokic with 31 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists, and Jamal Murray with 42, 8, and 8, and Michael Porter with 15. Dang. 
Forced to game seven, and Rudy Gobert was not happy that he took out a chair. <laughs> yeah, Rudy Go, oh Corona Gobert couldn't make a layup. No, he could not. He couldn't even. He may have shut down the league, but he couldn't shut down the. the nug- Jazz both blow a three-one lead. Um. Just like the Warriors. I mean, I, I honestly thought that Jazz were going to win this last game. I predicted it in six. didn't happen that way. But the Nuggets are a really good team. I mean, Jokic had 22-9. and nine. Jamal Murray, another 50 bomb. Yes. First, one, first player to have the addition of Gary Harris like going back with the Denver Nuggets. Gobert had 11-11. and 11. Mitchell with 44. Clarkson with 11. Conley with 21. George Niang with 10. And the Nuggets stuck at home pretty easily. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, you know, 12-point game, it's, you know, it went kind of back and forth, but Denver was able to, you know, they controlled the second, third, and fourth quarters pretty much how they wanted to after dropping down by six at the end of the first. So, you know, there's not much you can do if you're Utah. You've got to bounce back. I mean, Gobert's got to put up, you know, he's got to help somewhere. He's got to he's he's do a good defensive. And- I mean, he's got to do his part offensively. Yeah, he's got to get putbacks. I mean, he's not a scorer. I mean, he has his back-to-back defensive player of the year. He's a but... very limited offensive player. Yeah. He is one of the most primitive offensive players I've, I've played. He's one of the best shot blockers, and, and he's such a good defender that guys don't want to go on the post unless your name is Russell Westbrook and you can dunk on everybody. That's a whole other story. Exactly. Uh, you've got... <laughs> The Bucks took out the Magic pretty handedly, 14-point yeah. win. Yeah. Today uh, that's tough. You know, that, that, that wasn't It was a decent team effort from the Magic, but no one scored more than 22 points. I mean, Middleton with 21, 18, of, 18 in the fourth quarter. Giannis at 28 and 17, and Brooke Lopez at 16 and 7. Yeah, I mean you know, Marvin Williams with twelve and seven off the bench. I mean that's what you want to see out of him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't help that uh, Magic went a five game series with two of their players hurt, Aaron Gordon and uh, Carter Williams. I think it. You know, <laughs> even with yeah, Gordon, they'd still probably know. still get destroyed. I know. Honestly, if they would have been at full strength, the the Bucks wouldn't have taken him for a joke, and they would have just punished them. They would have played Giannis and Middleton more, you know. The series probably still would have been five games, but yeah, I don't think it really, you know, changes anything or anything like that. Uh, game five, Mavericks-Clippers. Well, the Clippers, that is one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen in my life. 154 to 111. And that's, that's embarrassing. Bad, bad, bad. Um... Yeah, it's not looking great. I mean, you had no Kristaps Porzingis, but, you know, Doncic had a relatively pedestrian game, 22-8. and eight. Trey Burke with 15. Yep. Hardaway with 19. Finney Smith only had 9. Kawhi Leonard at 32. Paul George at 35. Manchester Hill had 19. Marcus Morris at 12. Oh, Marcus Morris. He's a dirty player, I tell you that. Yeah, he stepped on... Doncic he stepped on Luka Doncic's ankle multiple times while he was injured. Uh, he's wrapped him up and hit him in the head. You know, at the beginning, Luka's like, you know, I hope it's not on purpose. But you saw Luka. He was ready to fight him. Oh, yeah. It was it was almost a brawl. It was like, all right, you know, he's 
been sick and tired of Marcus Morris doing this, and then he makes up that whole spiel on Instagram. All I'm a defensive-minded player. I've been in this league for 10 years, and I don't do stuff like that. <laughs> well, you know, it looks like you do. Yeah. There's no getting out of it. Th- there's a difference between being a hard-nosed defensive player and just being an overall player. Not a fair Defender. Yeah, I think Marcus Morris is an amazing defender. Yeah, but no, if he does that stuff against, like that. if he if he plays if they do that against the Lakers, he's going to get ejected. Or he won't last. He does that. Long he you know hits Lakers, Le- he hits LeBron. Right yeah, he hits LeBron in the head. He's gone from the game. He's ejected. Instant ejection. Flagrant two. He's done. Is you know so you can't afford to lose him. I mean, it's a difference between him and a guy like Patrick Beverly. Like, Patrick Beverly gets under your skin and does all kinds of stuff, but he's not a dirty player. No. He, he, he's a hard-nosed defender. You know, he might foul you once in a while. He might rake you on the arm or, you know, give you a little elbow action to the ribs or something. But he's not going to, like, intentionally throw an elbow or step on you or something like that. He, does, he doesn't get down like that. No. He's not uh, opposite from Morris. The Rockets handed the uh, Thunder a 34-point loss. That's, you know. Shag Gildas Alexander, four points. Dennis Schroeder is the leading scorer with 19 off the bench. Chris Pauling at 16, Adams at 12 and 14. Uh, also, Baisley at 10 and 12. So, you could argue that Baisley was their best player. That's kind of sad. Yeah, but hopefully they, they might have something this next game tomorrow. <sighs> I mean, it's a 3-2 series right now. Maybe they might – or is it 3-3? Three, three? Uh, it's it's 3-2, and the game's on right now. Oh, okay. Well, I think – I don't know. Maybe the uh, – whatchamacallit? Thunder the way things can... are looking right now, the Rockets ah. – if the score says what it is, <laughs> the Rockets are winning right now. If Rockets keep the lead – they're going to win the series, and they're going to move on and take on LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron. You know, we're going to get to see a matchup we've been waiting to see for eight years. Eight years? Seven years? Eight, eight years? A while. I think it's eight years. 2012 finals. I mean. Westbrook, Harden, Durant. Durant already got his revenge multiple times against LeBron. He's got two titles, a couple daggers in his face. Yeah, LeBron, you know, didn't have the most, you know, talented teammates around him. J.R. Smith, you know, dumb dumb. His whole thing, George Hill with his missed free throws, and he. But there's other conspiracies about LeBron quitting on his team and all that stuff. I don't, I don't think I'd ever criticize LeBron for quitting on his team, except in Boston many years ago. But that was for a completely different reason that we're not going to discuss. That's not appropriate. Um, the, the Trailblazers looking out. And their series and their playoff hopes are over. Uh, 131-122 loss. Didn't help that Dame got hurt and he had to exit the bubble for his injury. Nope. Yeah. I wasn't looking as bad as you know they thought and if they would have been able to pull out a game, hey, Lillard might have been back, but it just didn't happen that way, you know. Mello at 27, McCollum at 36, Nurkic 16, 10, and 6, Gary Trent with 16. It wasn't enough. Davis at 43, LeBron with 36 and a triple-double. You know, that's vintage LeBron. 
34 minutes, 36 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, and that's what you've expected from LeBron James from 2015 until 2000. No, it's just 2020 now. It's just what you've ex- almost. It's almost been expected of him. If he doesn't put up, you know, 25 plus points and you know, 10, plus, 10 rebounds and 10 assists, it feels like a disappointment game for him. Mm-hmm. And, and we're never going to ignore Anthony Davis. 43 points and nine rebounds. I mean, he's. We looked at you know we're looking like the we looked at the pictures of him before the bubble. He's looking like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's starting to play like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, honestly. AD. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he got AD probably should been in the MVP finalist over LeBron, but you know that's a little bit of a different discussion. You know, ballots are ballots went. Giannis one, LeBron two, Harden three, and Luca four. I think. Are you talking this year? Yeah, I think that's how the balloting is. I think that's the order: Giannis, LeBron, Harden, Luca, and I don't know how it went. AD was in there somewhere. I think. Um, I think uh, Chris Paul got a few votes. Um, Top ten for sure. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard may have gotten some votes. You know, stuff like that. You know, he had defensive player of the year. Giannis won that. And there's Gobert, AD. Uh, Brooke Lopez was in there. He finished 10th, I think. I think that's something they said this last game. I was box game. They said he finished 10th in defensive player of the year. I think he was top five. But, you know, Andre Drummond got a vote for defensive player of the year. You know? Mm-hmm. Apparently, something that was dug up, I did a little bit of research. Andre Drummond got one vote for Defensive Player of the Year by somebody as part of the organization because he had an incentive that if he got votes for Defensive Player of the Year, he got extra money. So it was part of his contract. So then he got a vote, and then the incentive kicked in. So that's kind of cheap. Obviously, he didn't deserve it, but, you know. That's all right. Marcus Smart, I think, was in there. Ka- Kawhi Leonard's always in there. I mean, Draymond is injured and I mean, played for a crappy team, I so he didn't get any votes. But... Anyone can get a vote. Like, yeah, you have your finalists, but like, on anyone can pull through and have a vote. Anyone can get a couple of votes. Right, right. Um. So now that we've kind of finished, you know, looking at the standings of everything. The Lakers have moved on. The Clippers have moved on. You know, the Rockets Thunder in a game six and the Nuggets now are in a gonna be in a game seven. Who do you guys got taking that Nuggets draft series? I don't know. It'll be a close game seven. I mean they both yeah. have their games. But it might be like a it, it's either gonna be Jamal can drop another high scoring game and the Jazz can't stop him or it's gonna be Donovan Mitchell dropping a high sport game. Or even Jamal and Donovan dropping high points or just being able to shoot the ball, score the ball, and keep it close. And just like the first two games of the series. Who do you think is going to take the – what are you guys' finals predictions? Who is the two teams going to be? Finals predictions. Why don't we break down conference? Why don't we just, you know, kind of finish the bracket here? So I think the Bucks will make it. I mean – but the, it, my, um, I, I think the Bucks are going to lose to Miami. No, if any, uh, but Bucks and Celtics might would be a good one, but that's if Toronto can't 
get over the hump. The Bucks' hardest team in the playoffs is definitely Miami. It without is a Miami. doubt. They match up the worst with Miami. Miami has – they play the best transition defense. They get to the free throw line. They hit a ton of three-pointers, and they have multiple closers on their team. They'll beat, beat you in the end. Miami is the hardest team Milwaukee will play, at least in the Eastern Conference. I think if they play the Clippers, the Clippers will be harder because they're more talented. We also but, destroy them in the regular season, though. No, that's true, but it's still doesn't matter. It's still Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Lou Williams and but that Montrezl was, Harrell. That was so, two games. This is a potential. Four this is a potential, s- you know, seven game series. Exactly. And the Clippers are going to make adjustments. The Bucks are going to make adjustments. You know, they'll probably end up saying, you know what, we don't need to guard Giannis with Kawhi. The Bucks will win Game One. And the rest of the series, Kawhi will shadow Giannis. The rest of the series. Paul George will be on Middleton the whole time. I have no doubt about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if we're finishing the bracket, you finish, you know, Nuggets Jazz, I I think the, I don't know. I've flip-flopped it back and forth. I put out multiple predictions. My first prediction was Nuggets in seven. Then I said Jazz in six. If the Nuggets can't get back together, the Nuggets have gotten themselves back together. So I'm going to stick with it and go with Nuggets in seven. That means the Jazz blow a three-one lead, I guess. But I, I feel confident. I, I guess whoever I pick, I feel confident in it because you know they both obviously finish it off. But I, I think the Nuggets are going to take it. I just think that Jokic is the biggest X factor here. Jamal Murray has somebody to help him with the scoring load. Mitchell doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the I think it's gonna be the probably the Celtics Heat. I don't think Toronto has what it takes to advance in the playoffs. I, yeah, but I, I still just think the Bucks can do it. I have all the faith in the world in the Bucks. They're gonna win the series. I mean, the Heat showed they're... you. The Heat showed you the best they got. This is what they got. And this is what they're gonna bring day in and day out. Jimmy if, Butler's not scoring 40 points every single game. No. It's not happening. Giannis is not shooting 4 of 13 from the free throw line the entire game. Eric Bledsoe's going to play. He didn't play. He was injured. Um, you know, you can make an argument, oh, Middleton won't put up the amount of points he is. Well, maybe he will. It's not like he put up 65 points. You know, he put up like 30-something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Middleton. 27, I want to say 28 it was, or maybe it was. Probably 30. 28. He had a bunch at the half. I He had a couple more shots there at the end of the game. I can think I can. If, if Middleton can keep that up, and then we get Giannis to back where he can put up those. Yeah, Middleton at 28, Giannis in there triple-double, and Brooke at 24. If you can, uh, yeah. And then at 11. get Bueto back in there, I think you got it. Um, Yeah, you know, Butler at 40. That's only one game that's going to happen. Goran Dragic at 27 and Adebayo at 12 and 17. The only person that I can see putting up those consistent stats every single game is Bam Adebayo. I would not be surprised if he averaged 15 and 15 for the series. Yeah. He's their best player. (laughs) Up and down the roster, he is their best player. Now, when it gets to be the last six minutes of the game, Jimmy Butler is their best player. Yes. Agreed. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is also their most well-rounded player. He's their best leader, but Bam Adebayo is the best. Bam, Bam had, yeah, Bam's just, he's that consistent guy. 
the Bucks are going to figure out. They're going to figure out what the what the Heat do best. I mean, they were relatively one dimensional, especially in the last six minutes of the game. Their offense is set a screen for Jimmy Butler, let him run around. If he's not open, kick it to go on Drogic, shoot a three pointer. That's what they did every play for the last six minutes of the game. If the Bucks can't figure that out, then they don't deserve to move on because it's that plain and simple. You can't be. You also cannot be shooting. 55, 60% from the free throw line as a team. And it won't work. Nope. It's that plain and simple. Now, I think Tyler Hero had 11. He'll probably contribute more than that. And Duncan Robinson had four. I think Duncan Robinson is good for one 16-plus point game, and Hero is good for two 15-plus games. Now, I don't think you're going to get – I don't think you're going to get Miami playing much better. I don't think they're going to, you know – do any more than they did today. They might get 115. They might get 110 points again, but Butler's not dropping 40, and Drogic's not dropping 27. And those guys are good players, and they're good playoff performers. But those guys are not sustaining those games for this long, especially as the grind of a series continues to go. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat had a week off to prepare for just the Bucks. Yes, they have one of the brightest coaches I've ever seen. They have one of the best leaders in Jimmy Butler. They have one of the best defensive players in Bam Adebayo. And they have a bunch of young players. And they have a veteran point guard in Goran Dragic. So they had a week to prepare with one of the best coaches in the NBA against a team that came up one day's rest. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if they were playing the local college team down the street. You have one day to prepare that off of a five-game series in the playoffs. The fact that I didn't think the Bucks were going to come out particularly sharp in this game, I knew pretty much from the beginning of the game, once it got to the third quarter, they probably weren't going to win the game. They still put up a pretty good game for the most They put part. up a very good fight. They did what they had to do. It was just... Bucks are going to win it in six games. I've said it. I said it in February. I said it when it restarted, and I'll say it now. They're winning the game in six. The Heat are going to give them a couple games. You know, Butler gave you his 40-piece. Exactly. Drogic had his excellent game, but this is not a finals contend. This is not a champion, a true championship contending team. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with not yet. I'm gonna have to go with Heat, Heat and seven because I don't see the Bucks performing. I I can see them improving from this game today, but I can see Bam helping out and keeping Giannis under control, and I can see Jimmy Butler. And Drogic just pimping it out and winning in seven. Uh, Celtics-Raptors, what do you guys think of that series? I mean, the, if, if the Celtics do did what they did the first game all through the next, the rest of the series, they will win the series. But if Toronto can figure out the plan and be able to rec- – come back from that, then it'll be a close series in a game six or seven. But Celtics keep that. They it might be done in four or five. I'm taking the Celtics in six. Uh, I've predicted it before. The Celtics are going to take it in six. The Raptors are a nice team. They're a really good team. Yeah. They're an excellent regular season team. Yeah, And they have one of the best coaches in the NBA. And then I'm thinking, like, if let's say Bucks and Celtics, I think Bucks could get that Celtics, or no, the Bucks can beat that. So I think they would. But if I it's, think the Heat would give a bigger fight than Bucks the Celtics and, would. If it's Bucks and Raptors, it's going to be what happened last year. I think maybe not. See, but I think 
See, the thing for this series is I don't think fans want to see the Bucks and the Raptors as much as they think they do. Kawhi Leonard was the entire series for the Toronto Raptors. Yes. Let me get that straight. Kawhi Leonard was the difference maker. He was option A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. They went to him time after time after time. He was injured part of the series with a knee injury. And they kept going after him. They kept with him. And he put the Bucks where he wanted him. Now it was the other players that stepped up because of him that won them the series. But the only reason they were there in the first place is because of Kawhi Leonard. Let's not get this twisted here. Mm-hmm. You can win a ton of games in the regular season with nice players, a defensive team, and an excellent coach. Yep, They did it for years before Kawhi Leonard came to Toronto in the first place. But I think if they meet up again, it's going to be in five decent games. Yep. If the Celtics play them, it's probably six. If Jason Tatum pulls multiple 30-point games, it might be seven. It'd be close. But I don't think the Celtics are big enough, and I don't think they have the best depth to match the Bucks. Yeah, or and then the Western and then the Bucks. Conference. If the Bucks are in the Western Conference, the Nuggets and the Jazz. I have the Nuggets, and the Nuggets would play the Clippers. And I think the Clippers are going to win that series. Um, I like the Mavericks against the Clippers more than I like the Nuggets against the Clippers. Yeah, Mavericks could put up. Mavericks could put up more of a. Mavericks have Luca. The Nuggets do not. Luca can give you a game or two where he absolutely carries. Jamal Murray has been insane. He has. But we could very well see a TJ Warren esque drop off. You know, the Miami has an excellent defensive team. Utah is not that great defensively outside of Rudy Gobert. They're a nice defensive team. They're a good defensive team. But they're not Los Angeles Clippers good. And Jamal Murray is going to feel the heat. There's no doubt about that. Jokic is going to get Willie now. Jamal Murray is going to feel the heat. He's going to put up good numbers, but if he, you know... The thing about him is he's really good, but I, I want to know who the Denver Nuggets have to stop Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or Lou Williams or whatever. Exactly. They, don't, they don't have an answer. They will but, be trading bombs, and each team will be scoring like 130 points. What? But in the end, who would you rather have? Kawhi Leonard, Jamal Murray. I mean, that's the closing matchup right there. And Kawhi Leonard yeah, is an assassin. Kawhi is just... Good. I mean, if it comes to the point of Lakers, Clippers, and the Western Conference Final, I don't Towns know. Seven. I, I'd much rather have probably the I don't know who the Bucks would be better against. We played them Clippers. Both. Yeah, but Clippers. The, the Clippers-Lakers series, if Paul George is playoff Paul George, that might be a five-game series. Yes, he's dangerous. Kawhi Leonard is the only player on this planet maybe outside of Giannis, who can hold LeBron under 25 points for an entire series. In fact, I think he's the only player because Giannis isn't going to guard LeBron. He'd guard Anthony Davis. And then you have Chris Middleton or somebody else or Wes Matthews who's trying to guard LeBron, and that's just not as good of a matchup. Mm -hmm. So Kawhi Leonard is the only player in this league one-on-one because you won't see Jimmy Butler and LeBron match up unless Miami makes a miracle run. 
Uh, Kawhi happen. Leonard knows what LeBron wants to do. Uh, he's played him in the finals before. He knows how to stop him. He knows what he wants to do, where he wants to get to. And the series, if Paul George is putting up 30 a game, like we've seen a few times, it's probably a five or six game series. Now, if he's, you know, pandemic Paul George, then it might be a five or six game series on the opposite side because he's their X factor. There's no doubt about that, you know. But I, I still think the Clippers are going to take it in six. I, I don't think LeBron. See, from 2008 until uh, 2007, he took him to the finals. From 2007 to 2017, uh, LeBron James could carry you for an entire series. Mm-hmm. Year 17, 36-year-old LeBron James is not doing that for you anymore, at least not scoring-wise. He can't put a 45 points a game for you anymore. No. He's done that way too many times. His body's got too much mileage. He will give you the assist and the rebounds that you need, but he, he can't do the points. He will give you one 45-plus point triple-double game, not three. Exactly. He might give you multiple... He'll probably average like 28 to 9 and 9 for the series, which is obviously excellent. But... Yeah. You know, if you've got Paul George averaging 27 for the series, and you got Kawhi Leonard averaging 33 for the series, then you're... and then you got Lou Williams for 20, Harold's good for 15 a night, Marcus Morris can get you a couple buckets, hopefully not injure anybody, but, you know, mine is. No promises. I, I would say the Clippers are a good match, are a good bet for the Bucks, and if we're talking... See, there's a difference between talent and matchup. Talent-wise, the Clippers than the Bucks, They are they, more top-heavy. They might have a better bench. I don't know who the better coach is. I think it's a wash. Doc Rivers and Mike Boonholzer. It's probably a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bucks match up well with the Clippers. They do. They have players that can stop Jordan, right, Kawhi, and they have then who's stopping Giannis? Nobody. And if you can't stop Giannis... This if series if, if Giannis gets gone, he stays gone. The, the, the fire keeps burning until he's done. You can tell. If at halftime Giannis has 16 points and 10 rebounds, the game's over. He's having a 35-17 and 17 game. Exactly. Maybe even 40. 40. But I, I feel good after watching what Wes Matthews was able to do until they switched it and put Middleton on Butler – Watching him be able to take the ball away from Butler in his spot makes me feel like he could do the same thing against Paul George because Jimmy Butler is the Eastern Conference version of Paul George. All right, Johnny, I gotta, I gotta get going. I have to do stuff to get ready for school tomorrow. Uh, see you guys. See you. The series. The series in the finals would, would, would be a really good one between the Clippers and the Bucks. But even if the Bucks play the Clippers, that might not be the hardest series they've had to play. This Miami series is their biggest test. What do you think? It has to be their biggest test. Yeah, they look like that. I don't want to see Miami add another free agent. Because if they do, this is this is is ugly. Yeah, it's, it's 
Because next year in this packed Eastern Conference, you'll have the Nats, Kyrie and KD. You'll have the Celtics. you have the Sixers. you have the Raptors. And the, the Pacers, when fully healthy, are pretty good. Nets and the Bucks. You'll have, of course, the Bucks. And you mentioned the Nets. Miami, if they had another superstar, that's not good. It's like you could almost think of the eight teams that would make the playoffs. You have Orlando again, fully healthy. They'll probably be all right. Depending on what, like, the picks will look like for the Pistons and the Bulls and, you know, teams. Wizards will be fully healthy again. I don't know. They're going to be a tough out. I mean, they'll have Bradley Beal, John Wall, and whoever else, Thomas Bryant and Rui Hachimura or whatever. Well, that's a good team. Out in the West, you'll have, you know, the same teams you've had. Portland will be back fully healthy. Dallas, Denver, Utah, both L.A. teams. Um, Next year. Memphis, Phoenix. Next year would be New Orleans. a good playoff to watch. You might see four teams next year that could have easily made the playoffs this year not be in the playoff next year. That's about mm-hmm. probably two from each conference. Yeah, I, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. You know, it, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I hope Bledsoe comes back. We, we need him. Bledsoe's back. Drogic's not scoring 27. It's it's that simple. George Hill's a great point guard. And just He's a good defender. He's an excellent shooter. He is. He is. Yeah. Just late in games, his defense is what Eric Bledsoe's late game offense is. And, you know, he can get toasted. You know, he throws his hands up in the air, does everything you can, but you just watch the guy splash a three over you because he's just not as physical in your face as Bledsoe is. He's good. He's just good. All around, he can do what he's got to do. He's got the talent. The Bucks need a, the Bucks need to find big time performers, and Giannis is obviously a big time performer. You know, sometimes he struggles if he's triple team laying games down by eight points by forty five seconds left. But then again, every guy does struggles. Middleton showed you that he can be a big name guy, but you know, I don't know if that's gonna win you a championship. I, I think. He, it will win you a championship if Brooke Lopez is your third championship option, which the way he's looked in this series so far, if he is your third clutch performer and Bledsoe can be mainly used as a distributor and a defender, teams are going to have a whale of a time trying to defend the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Now you are stretched court to court or uh, sideline to sideline. It's a uh... Because now Lopez is out here stroking three-pointers, and now he's got a 20-bomb on your head. Lopez put up 8 for 10 tonight. Yeah, Lopez was great. Yeah, Lopez had 24. Then too much else. You know, you, I wished he would have gotten more rebounds. He only had one. Yeah, but he... It's he hard when bam. That's true, but, you know, I found Lopez out of position mm-hmm. too many times, and I, I didn't like seeing it. You know, but I just, you know. You hate to see it, but it mm-hmm. happened. Now, Houston is now losing. The Rockets, uh, Houston's losing. Thunder got the lead now. So that's going to be interesting. 
the rest of that game. And we only gave you your predictions. Grant's the only one that has Miami winning the series. Um, I, I don't mean, see Miami winning the series, just like I didn't see Boston winning the series last year. Bucks, oh, Bucks can pull through. See, the thing with the Bucks, the thing with everything last year was, okay, the Celtics won a game. Now you have the blueprint to beat the Bucks. Yeah, but the Bucks didn't play their best basketball. And if the Bucks don't play their best basketball and you're not blowing them up by 25 points, you're in trouble. Because when they do is they're playing good, great, or their best brand of basketball, you're not beating them. If Giannis is giving you 30 and 15, Lopez is giving you 15, Bledsoe's giving you 15, Middleton's giving you 25, and it's over. Yes. Because then then your team has to score 130 points in order to have a chance. And you're not scoring 130 points in the Bucs. You're not. No, it's just doesn't work like that. I just think what the Bucs need to do is get a game plan to stop players from entering the paint as much as they are, uh, limit turnovers, and shoot better from the free-throw line. Because if we would have shot a semi-decent percentage from the free-throw line, we probably would have won the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Giannis is struggling. 